if you care about your country, if you're concerned with the direction America is headed, if you're concerned that we live in a society where you're not allowed to question where the virus came from, if you're sick and tired of all this shit, then guess what? There's a reason why you're listening to me right now. We left a trail of breadcrumbs like Mexican Morpheus, red tamal, blue tamal. Thank you for choosing the red tamal. Welcome to RPT. The way it works here is we are protected by a subscription business model. What you do is you go to patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales. You sign up for the price of a cup of coffee and you get multiple podcast shows. Rob, tell them what they get. Every Monday you get a chingo chat, which is the non-political version of Red Pill Tamales. Uh, it's not political-ish. Mm-hmm. On Wednesdays, there's a public episode on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere you get your shows. And on Friday is a bonus RPT that you get exclusively on Patreon only. And in the future, we are working on more programming for the rest of the week so that you can have five days a week, nonstop chingo bling RPT. That's right. Puro pinche RPT. So we are syndicated. We're broadcasting everywhere. Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. Spread the word. But if you want the whole enchilada, if you want to dig deeper, if you want the entire episodes, the exclusive content, head on over to patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales. This show is great because of the audience, the Tamal Intelligence Agency. All right. So you've come to the right place. Do it now. Take action. Sign up. Patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales. Sas. Right now, I want you to get ready for the Masa Messiah, the tamale kingpin. You know where I'm going with this? El Rey del Foreplay. I'm all, hey, I'm already not comfortable. The Versace Mariachi. All the way from Houston, Texas. Chingo. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to RPT season number six, episode number 65. It is June 30th, 2021. The month has flown by. Half the year is gone. I'm your host, Chingo Bling. We got producer Rob in a building. What up, everybody? Shout out to everybody that stopped by the pop-up we just did. We just did a pop-up market. And um, number one question was, where's Rob? Ah. It used to be, where's Cleto? Where's the tamales? Where's the boots? Now it's, where's Rob? Um, I want to meet Rob. I want to meet Rob. They, love your, they love your voice, man. I appreciate that. I really do. Yeah, uh, chicks were like ready to throw their bra. Yeah. I, I, there's a comment on, actually, there's a, there's a review on iTunes. This is a perfect time to say, mm-hmm. if you like what Chingo and I are doing, leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. And if you don't like it, also leave a, a comment. Yes, and a message. but only if it's five stars. Yeah. Um, there's some pretty nice comments about my voice you on iTunes. You know what I'm saying? People are out there getting soaked. I um, it. If y'all want to know why the streets in Houston have been so wet <laughs> and so moist these past couple weeks. I'm causing this thunder. Yeah, man. It's thunder from the down under <laughs> when, uh, when Rob is in the building. So, um, yo, I'm a stand-up comedian. I woke up to some great, great news, man. My show, July 14th, Ontario, California, sold out, man. For all the people that were calling me a sellout, I guess I am. I guess I am a sellout. Dude, the real fans were coming through on Instagram being like, when you posted that picture of uh, you know somebody calling you a sellout, they're like, yeah, he's a sellout. He sells out his shows. Come on. I was like, damn. Maybe that's what the fan meant, and I blocked him. <laughs> he, why'd you say loud i'm sorry maybe he meant ontario hell no. ontario california july 14th a show must be added so everyone that's like man i was about to get my tickets man what happened man uh, is there standing room only can i can i sneak in through the kitchen 
Sorry. Do not get sold out again. So we're going to add a show July 14th, Ontario, California. July 15th, Oxnard, California. 805, y'all got to get with it. Y'all got to sell it out just like Ontario. That way, when I go to Cali, I could do four shows instead of just two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Waco, Texas, July 16th. July 17th, Midland, Texas. All my West Texas people come through. Sass. I heard Nino America got a whole VIP section. He said he's going to have security there for me and everything. I believe it. I will. Irvine, California, August 11th. San Jose, August 18th. Denver, August 27th through the 29th. El Chuco, Chuco Town, El Paso, September 9th through the 11th. Brea, California, September 15th. Addison, Texas, October 7th through the 10th. San Antonio, October 14th through the 16th. And then we wrap up the tour November 5th through the 7th, Houston, Texas. And if y'all hear this in time, um, this Thursday, July 4th, I'm sorry, this Thursday, July 1st, I'll be in Dallas doing a, uh, I'm part of a lineup, all-star lineup. Uh, y'all check that out as well. Dallas area, July 1st. It is a, it's a comedy festival. So I'm going to do my set. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to bring the pain. Das, Nice. So this drops on uh, the 30th. So the okay. next day. Thursday, you'll be there in Dallas. Yeah, so mañana, mañana. come to D-Town. Yes. Yeah, man. Um, let me just say this, man. Um, this is a thought I had yesterday. Okay. <laughs> Rob's like, where the fuck is this going? I like it already, though. I like random thoughts. So, as you guys know, we like to speak provocatively on mm-hmm. here. Uh, if you follow us on uh, Instagram, at what did he said, you know that there's some provocative posts, you know, some things that might trigger you. You might need a safe space mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Um... I'm going to turn up the heat. I'm going to be even more honest and more transparent and even more provocative because I've realized that no matter what, people are going to take you out of context. Like sometimes people want to play it safe and be like, man, don't say nothing crazy that might bite bite you in the ass down the road in the future. I feel like in the short run and in the long run, it's better to just speak provocatively because people are going to misconstrue you either way. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you got these white liberals coming at you, like trying to talk to a brown conservative or whatever you are, Republican or Trump supporter, however you identify. Uh, even a lot of folks on the left that haven't lost all their marbles, you know, like, you know, Tim Pool's on the left. Russell Brand is on the left. Jimmy Dore is on the left. Ro- um, Bill Maher is on the left. Rogan. Rogan's on the left. Uh, what's his name? John, uh, the guy that just did the thing about the lab with colbert uh oh 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 uh, daily was oliver or no uh fucking um john daly stewart that? john St- john stewart yeah i don't know why i fucking said i that. know right weird anyway regardless of what part of the political spe- spectrum you're on expect more hot takes from us man because people are going to take you out of context either way so fuck playing it safe yeah even rugged himself was saying the other day he's like i'm trying i'm clinging on by every little morsel that i can to this left you know representing my, at myself as a leftist kind of person but, but it, it's even harder evolved. and harder it's, man yeah they're pushing everybody away they i guess the i don't know the democratic party or the left has just been infiltrated by extremists mm. you know straight up cultural marxists if you're not familiar with the term get familiar and as we say every episode in the beginning it's becoming increasingly more difficult in America, given that, you know, big tech has just been monopolized the conversation, they become the public square, and they've made it in- increasingly difficult to say, let's just say you're a scientist and you want to say, I've found in the studies and the data and the way I interpret my experience mm-hmm. being an emergency room or a scientist or whatever, um, 
that ivermectin does well or these treatments work or hydroxychloroquine and if you give people this blah 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 it's like you have to tap dance around what you say on youtube you know which is owned by google uh that's why i believe we're on rumble right Mm -hmm. so make sure y'all look out for us there because it's no telling until we get deplatformed so please 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 Take action right now. If you support what we do, go to patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales. That way we can be protected by a subscription business model. You'll still have access, continued access to uh, uh, the information that we're trying to put out there. And and we don't just willy nilly throw shit out there. We, we try to vet information. Mm-hmm. We try to make it as objective as possible. I know some people look at it like, nah, man, these fools, they, they don't ever have people from the left on there. And these fools, you know, Chingo Bling, he's all Mr. Pinche Alt-Right. No, pendejo. I don't even know what the fuck Alt-Right is. Uh, I am not an insurrectionist. I'm not a white supremacist. None of that stupid ass shit that the mainstream media will try to label you just for being America first, just for being a patriot. So again, patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales. Take action. Do it now. This show is the shit thanks to the audience because the audience, they're activists. They're involved. They care about their community, what they're teaching their kids in school. And, um, you know, we, we, we got a country to save. Yeah, man. And more than activists, because uh, like I, I always say, that word's kind of like iffy to yeah, me. Yeah, it's, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, but they're proactive. That's the way I see it. A lot of people that are joining the TIA, they're proactive in the school with their kids. They're they proactive care. in their community. Exactly. They're yeah, proactive they about starting these conversations with even their circle of friends just to at least have a cool conversation, right? To see whose ideas are better or how they can, you know, kind of navigate those murky waters. So you want to go ahead and announce the, the new tier reward too while we're at it? Yes. Big, big announcement. Uh, genius idea. So starting in July, we're going to start doing a bonus podcast with the patrons via zoom so you'll be in the room with us virtually yeah in real time you'll be able to pop a top uh microwave put the prende el comal mm-hmm. put some tamales on yep. and uh join us so all the members of the tia will be able to uh, join us on this podcast conversation it'll be a monthly event and uh we're we're thinking like maybe the last thursday of every month or, or something towards the end of the month yeah more details to come. Yeah, man, I like that. We, we played with that idea last week, and we're just going to bring it to life in July because people really like that. People really want to have more of a like a connection to the show, and what better connection than, than as as connected as we can be right now virtually like we don't have we can't do we may, we could do live audiences but we're not there yet yeah, yeah. but being in the zoom uh so we'll allow as many people as we can into a zoom maybe we'll get two uh portals going and then we can admit people in and out to talk to chime in ask questions and just kind of have a podcast the way we're doing but in the zoom yeah and i'm also looking forward to um i tried to live stream on youtube the other day me and marisol we were trying to um do a cafecito time on a wednesday and um i couldn't i could not get it to work i'm like okay youtube okay go live and it was just it was like smile for your picture we're waiting for people to log in it was a fucking shit show so we just stuck with good old fucking mark zuckerberg <laughs> um shout out to everybody that picked up their tia merch the mile intelligence agency merch everybody been scooping it up off the website chingobling.com and when we did the pop-up rob you missed mm-hmm. it bro mm-hmm. we had some patrons in the house um shout out to uh dan daniel uh, Log G, uh, he's a patron. He's the captain, I think, too. Capitan, puro pinche capitan. Um, also, Josh, uh, I, I know him from Twitter, and he brought his family, his kids, and uh, they bought up a bunch of merch. A lot of people stopped oh, by. Um, I don't remember all the names of everybody, but um, there was a, a Honduran-American gentleman who served in the military. Um, 
uh, his wife, I think is Salvadorian from New York, but they were like, yo, we were patron number five. Like we were the uh-huh. first, they're like, before y'all even hit 15, 20 patrons, we were number five and homeboy was giving me some info, some geopolitical type shit. And he, he speaks Russian. He speaks Arabic, Spanish, English, and like Urdu, some other shit. Right. So he's like wow. motherfucking military, military. And what he was telling me, he said, man, how hard would it be for Ahmed, right? That's how he said it, um, to sneak in through the border and just learn a couple Spanish words. CC, no, no, whatever. CC, no, no. Fucking stereotypical as fuck. No, no, CC, CC. Like, you know, he said some, somebody with bad intentions, like a terrorist, yeah. to sneak in through the southern border. He said, what if someone like this decided to basically... I don't know what the word is, inoculate, but basically get some smallpox in their body, mm. bring in smallpox in their body and then spread it in America where ha- at least half the population here is not um, protected. You know, I don't have that big ass vacuna, you know, the, the yeah. booster. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have it either, right? No, no, you're you're no. younger than me. Yeah, my dad has it though. Yeah, but people like, you know, I think my older sisters, I, I believe they're on the tail end and they caught it. They got that big ass booster shot scar for like smallpox and all that. And... um my mind was blown. So shout out to everybody who stops by the, the, the pop-ups and the shows and, and uh, gives us feedback. So a lot to talk about today, man. Yeah, man. We're, uh, we're, trying to, we're trying to stay on track with these topics, but because they're all, I mean, they're all important in their own regard, mm-hmm. we might jump back and forth. But we got to start with the VP because yes. it happened towards the end of last week. We didn't get to talk to it on any episodes. Didn't get to talk about it on any episodes last week. Your take, Mr. Bling. What do you think about this fucking political theater? So... My boy, you know, the big homie, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Teflon Donnie. Teflon Donnie. You know what I'm saying? Teflon Donnie, you know what I mean? Donald Jermaine Trump. Um, he made the announcement, I will be going down to the southern border. I will be accepting invitation by Governor Abbott to go down and see the disaster they started. Right? So everybody was hyped. Like, yes, we've been trying to spread the word on TikTok, trying to spread the word on social media that... The people in Del Rio, the people in Stark County, um, everybody down there in McAllen, you know, arguably the capital of the RGV, is seeing firsthand how every town in America will be a border town. Meaning, all this stuff coming through, these, you know, y'all seen these tour buses that says COVID positive, all these folks are getting bussed in, flown out to Chattanooga, Tennessee, they're, 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 everywhere right and and we you know we've said it before we're sons of immigrants and um we got a big heart and we know that america is stronger and and amazing because of immigrants yeah however (laughs) we in a pandemic not um so we've been waiting on kamala to go down and what does she do she goes to el paso texas probably not probably as the safest, and this is from actual sources on the ground, the safest place that they could possibly be. And they reluctantly took her in. You know, these officials didn't want to show her, didn't want to give her the red carpet treatment. They didn't want to set up the places where she took her pictures because those are all set up. Yeah, she did a flyby. It was, it was like a layover. A total layover. And the, the, the places she actually went to still, before her even stepping into these places, had to be cleared and had to have maybe... One kid there, two kids there, but the rest of them that were there, let's move them somewhere else while Photo this is going on. It's it's terrible, dude. And not to mention, Rob, that Trump's beautiful wall. <laughs> Trump's beautiful wall. They're gonna take this out of context. Good. 
because I know they will. Everything I say that's provocative will be taken out of context. Therefore, I'm going to do more of it. <laughs> so you crazy, closed-minded leftists, extremists, are going to help spread our message. Trump's beautiful wall was erected in the El Paso sector. So she went to the safest part that used to be overrun. You know, it, it, was, it used to be like, you know, Juarez is right there. Mm-hmm. It, it was like, um, you know, that's cartel country. Yeah. You know, you got all kind of tunnels. However, Trump put his beautiful wall right there in El Paso. And Kamala, get off the boo-boo. All right. We know what you're doing. This is all the left does. They like to deflect, misdirect. It's all like sleight of hand. It's all like, huh? Shiny object over here. Huh? Huh? Look over here. Look over here. Look over here. Nothing to see here. So in a way... It's like us demanding that Kamala go down to the border. In a way, it kind of backfired because she's like, oh, you want me to go? Okay. And she's like, oh, I'm going to go now, now that Trump said he's going. And and everybody on the right is like, oh, shit. She had to hurry up and go because she's on defense now. Trump made her do it. A thousand percent. So everyone's excited, right? But then the left gets to rejoice and she went down there. Now what? We didn't see anything bad. So in a way, it kind of backfired. Did it though? Because I imagine because he's going tomorrow. Abbott oh, and yeah. Trump are going tomorrow. You know where to they're Mc- going? McAllen, RGV. More than likely. How many people are going to be there to welcome him? Uh, as many people were there in Ohio when he had that fucking rally the other day. Tomorrow. Shit. So you road say, trip, my my G. <laughs> you say it backfired, right? But I say she went to El Paso. You're going to have the governor and the former. Pre- well, some might say still president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going to the RGB. Arguably. Uh-huh. Who knows? Maybe Alex Jones shows up as well. And you have a rally with 20, 30, 40,000 people. And they're like, this is what you didn't see. You might as well have gone to Europe going to El Paso. Mm-hmm. Maybe she'll go to Europe now. Might as well went to the moon. Might as well. It's just as far. <laughs> Dude, this is kind of a side note, but it's on topic. All right, real quick before we get back to our stories. We went out of town, visited uh, some family of Don's, right, for a birthday. We had a little gathering, nothing huge, just a few people of her uh, relatives' friends. It turned into, you know, we had a couple of uh, margaritas, a couple of sips okay. or whatever. Conversations are starting. We're all grown-ups, right? And we're, it got political. We're all grown-ups, and, and we're all, we're all grown-ups, right? And it got political. I was warned. I was warned, hey, Rob, hey, man. They're leftists. Pl- yes, all of them. <laughs> please don't. Br- she was like, please don't bring anything up. I was like, dude, I do this. Let's say professionally, I'm not going to just start picking debates and battles with people. I don't give a fuck, right? This isn't what I'm doing now. I'm having a good time, celebrating you, whatever. Everything's cool. We start talking about podcasts. We start talking about comedy. We start talking about Comedy Central. Somehow Bill Maher comes up. Somehow Jimmy Dore comes up. Dave Smith. Somehow the border comes up. One of the guys there claimed to be in a, a Marine. Uh, but just before telling us that, he was telling us how he used to go to Mexico and he could do coke over there and come back and he would never get, you know, in trouble. And one time that he did, they just sent him back over because, you know, he was an American and blah, blah, blah. And then he goes out and says, and he he arrived here sloshed. He, he had a can, an open can in his hand. The only guy this, at this get-together that you you could see was a bad seed. So I'm just standing there and I had had, had a couple of light margaritas, right? Mm-hmm. A couple of skinny margaritas, yeah. nothing too crazy. Yeah. And I just kind of let him keep going, keep going. Everybody else was having a good time. And then he, he just kept going on the, the borders. It, there's no crisis. Trump and all these people on the right are making <sighs> up these lies. And I just kept biting my tongue and biting my tongue. Oh, man, bless your heart. Bro. And the sister-in-law was inside at this point. So I turned around. I was like, dude, you know what the fuck you're talking about? And he looks at me. He's like, I don't know. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I was like, I'm telling you, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're like, I have footage. 
Literally, right? On a boat. And I had just had some intel drop on my phone an hour before he fucking went on this rant. You're like, this is chief. (laughs) Yeah, right. Go ahead. You know what the fuck you're talking about. And he starts like stumbling over his words because he was so drunk. And I started kind of giving him the red pill and the facts and the facts and Stark County and RGV. And he's like, I just had coffee in in McAllen uh, two two days ago. There's nothing there. I had coffee and lunch. There's there's no crisis. I was like, dude, bah, bah, bah. And then he kind of just... It's like, okay, you're at a fucking coffee shop. I know. I was like... You're not going to see... I was like, everything. That's, that's what you gave me? A coffee shop fucking lunch? And there's no crisis? Uh, I was at a Luby's <laughs> at lunchtime. Church had just let out. And I had baked fish Dude, and broccoli. I, I hadn't been that actually upset about any of these conversations since, I don't know, a year ago. Yeah. Um, and then when I kind of like, I was putting it all out there. When I you, came to. Yeah, right. And... Uh, <laughs> But I blacked out like fucking Will Ferrell. I was like, what happened? What happened? I'm sorry, man. Did I just push him off the ledge of this yeah. third floor building? By accident. By accident. Um, when I started giving him some more of the of the facts, right? He was like, well, I mean, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And that might be true, but I don't know how that, you know, constitute calling it a crisis. Um, and he kind of like backed it's, down a little bit. Yeah. Did you tell him like it's been the largest numbers in like decades yeah but he kept going back to i was just in mccallan i didn't see there's the streets aren't overrun with these people i was like all right man well that's I how mean, you're looking yeah, at it yeah nobody said like oh my god everywhere you look it's, it's yeah. little honduras <laughs> nobody ever said it's little it's little el salvador right now in mission texas and west like going far yeah nobody said that no i was more afraid of it getting back to my sister-in-law and then uh <laughs> her being like what did i tell you but it kind of stayed on the patio so that was fun mm. Bless your heart, man. Bless yeah. your heart. Because, uh, yeah, I don't know what I, I probably would have lost it. I had to block. Some, you know, the dude from the NFL, the guy that used to work for the NFL yes, Network. Yes, I remember. Finally? I don't know. That I was blocked, years ago. Bro, I blocked him on Instagram. I blocked him probably on Facebook. I muted him, restricted him on Twitter. And um, I saw a reply to one of my tweets. And it was somebody saying, like, replying to a hidden tweet that I couldn't see anymore. And I'm like, man, let me see what it is. And it's that motherfucker. He's like, well, you blocked me everywhere else, but I can still, he said, I can still see you devolve into a crazy, insane person over here, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, block, puto. (laughs) And to go back to your story and to tie it in to what I just said, many, 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 many people on both sides, right? Not just the left. But let's just pick on the left for a second. Sure. Because that's what I do. Um, are in such a bubble. They're, they're in a news echo chamber, which many of us are. However, a lot of folks on the right, they hear the arguments from the left because those are all mainstream arguments. Like, we understand what y'all think. Y'all think that America is uh, systemically racist and, and, and we have to tear it down and start over and make it everything cultural Marxist. And, you know, George Washington is bad. So we got to tear down Lincoln and tear, tear everything down, start over, make it communist, great reset, build back better. Right. We understand what y'all what y'all think. Y'all right. think Trump told y'all to uh, drink bleach and, and this and the third. There is a um, there, there's an account on Twitter which is uh, here? I did, took some screenshots. It's it's hilarious because uh, the name of the account is a philosophe. So it's a p h i l o s o p h a e. I know it's hard. A fuck. This is really hard to fucking spell. <laughs> so it's a p h i l o s o 
P-H-A-E. And the motherfucker just tweets these, these lists, right? And this is what the left believes. Epstein committed suicide. By the way, guys, that's water in the background if you hear it. It's rain. Yeah, it's, it fucking rains in Houston every day lately. Check, check out this tweet, Rob. And this is what a lot of people in their leftist echo chamber, Rachel Maddow, fucking Don Lemon. And, oh, my God, Don Lemon, he's so fucking talented. Oh, my God, Brian Seltzer, he's so amazing. Did the, Joy Reid? The, the oh, my oh God, my. Joy Reid, she's so fucking smart. Anyway, this is what these people believe. Epstein committed suicide. McAfee committed suicide. Biden won the election. COVID came from a wet market. Conservatives are all terrorists. Ivermectin does not work. Hydroxychloroquine does not work. Biden doesn't have dementia. The jab isn't making anyone ill. Fauci was consistent. Masks work. And we need COVID passports. There's like a, a list that's like 10 times longer than this. That's on Twitter? Yes. And he'll post whoever this person is. It'll be like 20 of these things. Like ivermectin doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It came from a wet market. And that's what people on the left, they consume it. They're in a bubble. They're in yeah. a news bubble. They're up in hours too. A lot of times, even people on the right are not immune of what I'm about to say, mm-hmm. which is your opinions get assigned to you based on the media you consume. So a lot of times people want to argue and be like, well, you know, January 6th, that was a worst day since the Civil War and that's an insurrection and they tried to take over our democracy, Chingo, and they killed a cop. And it's like, um, the FBI was very much involved in all of that. They had agents infiltrated in all these little militia groups, the Boogaloo Boys and the Proud Boys and these, that, and the third. Um, you know, because that's their job. Yeah. Their job is to have information. Uh, the D.C. police was like purposely handcuffed and called off. Um, these weird, suspicious characters were the ones breaking the windows, trying to tell people to get in. Um, you know, that's what a lot of these folks believe. They're like, they killed a cop. It's like, all that shit has been debunked. There was no fucking bear mace. A couple assholes with zip ties doesn't constitute a fucking coup you idiot we're still talking about these hoaxes too i was watching i forgot who it was that had written a book about the uh the fine people hoax oh they wrote a whole book about it yeah and well he, they wrote a book about all the hoaxes and that was kind of one of the like the main ones highlighted and, and this other leftist journalist jur- journalist i don't remember his name had this other gentleman on and he still like this guy i forgot who it was but it's supposed to be a prominent guy on the left it was like look i'm not i mean i'm just saying i don't understand how you can refute the fact that he said there's fine people on both so then he goes into breaking it down right and and explains how this context that happened 61 seconds later about you know uh what was it when he said and i'm not talking about white supremacists and neo-nazis exactly he's like well yes but he also did say that there were and he had to like break it down because there were there were people not marching alongside nazis yeah but they weren't on the side of the antifa meaning they were historian type people and they didn't want the removal the illegal removal of statues right and and that's again and again we sound like the people in our own echo chamber when we keep harping on these kind of things but what you just described and what i described it is facts yeah but but they'll they'll say too like i don't understand what i just don't get it i just don't it's like stop trying to fucking make this man out to be hitler yeah and um and there's just no Working, there's no going around that. Like any of these kind of conversations that come up, that is what they you're met with. If you're met with somebody who's supposed to be a prominent figure on 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 either side, and they say, "I just don't understand it. It just doesn't make sense to me." You really can't poke a hole in that. They just don't get it. They're already telling you they don't get it, but they can also continue to tell you why you're wrong. Yeah, and you could you could debunk the uh, drink bleach hoax like fifty thousand fucking times, but there's still 
Pinche gente estúpida, pendeja, mamona, babosa. They need to pull their head way out of their colon, rectum area. Like, you, I don't know what you got to do to be, you need to put some motherfucking something to be able to get your head out of there. <laughs> got you flustered. I mean, there's not enough oxygen in your booty. Uh, get your head out of your ass because y'all not thinking straight man like people can sit down and debunk like he did not say drink bleach it was the fucking leftist media that that had a fucking heart on over trying to brainwash you and try to paint everybody on the right and it gets deeper than that y'all like dumb citizens walking around just being fucking pendejos with their biden stickers on their little <laughs> smart cars yeah that's one thing but when you got military generals pushing cultural Marxist bullshit in the military when they need to be worried about what's our real fucking threats right now. Y'all over there too busy trying to brainwash all these people. So, um, I know we're jumping around. No, no, we're, we're still on track. We're yeah, still yeah. really point one, really. Yeah, we're, we're too, we started talking about Kamala. But um, I, before I bring it back, what I was saying right now is, I think we're going get to get into it in a minute, but the speech that Trump gave at that rally with like 30, 40,000 people in Ohio where motherfucking Biden couldn't fill up eight circles in a high school gymnasium, yet he got 81 million votes. Uh, now that's a fucking hoax. Um, anyway. Last thing on Kamala, though, the signs that say Kamala, those yeah. really gave me a chuckle. Like I hadn't yeah. seen those. They were, Kamala, that was clever. Yeah. Kamala. Yeah. Yeah, so again, leftists would look at that like the people in Guatemala welcoming, welcoming her, saying Trump won. They, they look at it like, oh, great, Trump has exported his fascism to Central America. You know, and what's instead, instead of looking at it like not everybody's buying Kamala's bullshit. Before this, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll stop harping on this, before this uh, so-called Marine, you know, was denying the whole crisis, the, the conversation before he got there was these other three guys that were really cool, they were all basically identified as libertarians. Like, they love Dave Smith, and they love, you know, Rogan and stuff, and they, one of them was actually like, he was the head of some uh, libertarian group for a school nearby, right, in, in San Antonio, and... Um, he was like, you know, Alex Jones gave me a lot of headaches, and I had to, to debate a lot of his points, but he's not completely wrong. Like, he can just, like, he was right about a lot of things, like, even though he's not right about everything. And then Dum Dum comes over, and he's like, that's not true. That's all a false narrative from the right. I'm like, well, we're having such a good conversation. Those are the kind of libertarians, like, middle-left kind of people that you want to talk to. Like, you could find some common ground there, but other dummies, there's a lot of those other dummies like that guy that are walking around, and they're just, just blind to it. Some of my favorite people, uh, voices online, are middle-left people. Yeah. Like we said, oh, did we mention these people already? Tim Pool, Tim Pool Jimmy yeah. Dore, Russell Brand, Bill Maher, Joe Rogan. There's like a whole bunch of people that call it, tell it like it is, call out the bullshit. Russell Brand's like on a, on a right now he's like a media, you know, tour about all kinds of stuff. I mean, I hear him talking about religion and uh, his, you know, political philosophies. He was on Ben Shapiro's show on Sunday. It was really good. Mm. Yeah, shout out to him. I, I haven't done it. Jesus Christ. I don't know if y'all heard that. If thunder. we lose power, guys, you know why? I don't know if y'all heard that thunder, but Lord have mercy. Um, Rob's voice is causing more <laughs> more moisture in the air. So uh, let, let's put a pin in this Kamala visited El Paso with this. Uh, informed with Anthony, a friend of the podcast. Yup, an we need, alumni. We need to have him back on. Dude, he's out there doing more journalistic work than Jorge Ramos punk ass. When's the last time he did real? I don't know what the fuck Jorge Ramos is doing. I have no fucking clue besides having his daughter work for the Democrats. Um, 
Anthony, informed with Anthony. I think his last name is uh, Cavazos or something. Uh, uh, I'm sh- I'm iffy on the we last all know name. him as informed with Anthony. Informed with mm-hmm. Anthony. Follow him uh, and his backup pages. Uh, he's doing some uh, journal journalism for El American. And he was documenting how there's these charter buses that were labeled COVID positive and they were filled up with people like migrant kids and stuff, uh, which, you know, caught the Corona, possibly one of these variants, right, in the middle of a pandemic. And they're going to get bussed to God knows where. Um, Biden also undid the federal background check requirement, which would, before you go pick up a kid at one of these hotels that you're paying for, taxpayers, you know, they used to have to do a background check. Like, how are you going to be a sponsor? Who the fuck are you? Why are you wanting to take one of these kids? They did away with that for whatever reason. If anybody on the left has context as to like, well, Chingo, they had to do that as an emergency to help get more of these kids out of the system. I don't know. What the fuck is the reason that you would put these kids in further danger? So get your head out your ass. Yeah, we'll have some intel, I'm sure, from Anthony and some other sources on what's going on down there with these buses and these hotels and these, you know, travel accommodations and whatnot that we've been hearing about. Um, and I think we'll all be a little, uh, not a little, we're very upset about it. Yeah, um, more information to come on that. Make sure you keep tuning in, rep the mile, spread the word. If you care about the border issue, if you have family down in the valley, uh, anybody that's, that wants a little bit more context and is concerned with all these topics... Send them our way. Por favor, believe it. So more news on that to come. Um, era la, era, blah, here we go again. Because I want to do, do a clean cut between okay. each topic. All right. <clears throat> Arizona audits. The forensic audits. Y'all know we had an election, um, you know, alleged, uh, <laughs> that went down November 3rd. And on this show, we always talk about how in order to move on, we need to get to the bottom of what happened on November 3rd. That's one of the main things. That's one of the three, the little three-card Monty they pulling mm-hmm. is January 6th, um, these elections, and also the Wuhan lab. Yeah. But anyway, Arizona was the first state to kick off these forensic audits. So it is a freight train of audits that have left the station, and they're going everywhere from New Hampshire to Georgia, uh, Wisconsin, Michigan. Um, and keep in mind that a lot of these states have, quote-unquote, Republican governors Mm -hmm. however a lot of them have been bought and paid for a lot of them are sold out a lot of them have taken they're just rhinos they're republicans in name only they're not really patriots and they're cock blocking a lot of these forensic audits um election officials and i believe like the governors in them in georgia have acquired all-star criminal defense attorneys like the same Lawyers that got Ray Rice off uh, on that like domestic dispute when he, when he punched the lady on the elevator. So they didn't hire um, any other kind of lawyer. They went with all-star criminal defense lawyers on your tax dollar, Georgia. Even Nevada. I mean, where this is going on, so it, uh, what is it, Maricopa County? Like the biggest, most popular county in uh, Nevada, right? That one, uh, Maricopa is Arizona. Arizona, rather. Yeah. Um, so that's all wrapped up. And that's, that's like that phase. Next comes like the final reporting phase, which is still like a couple of weeks to months out. Uh, so we won't really know like the final what the fuck happened or what's, you know, what's fudged and what's real for a while. But 
people are already, they're really discrediting and dismissing the people that did this audit, right? So a lot of them are, they're known Trump supporters. Uh, one not, of the yeah, guys, not all of them. Not all of them, but the guy that's like the CEO of that company, Cyber... Uh, uh, is it Cyber Ninjas? Cyber Ninjas. Mm -hmm. uh, apparently was, well, allegedly was in a documentary that was very like pro-Trump, mm -hmm. um, but they, they only have his voice. I don't think they have his mm -hmm. actual, so they're saying that it's him. They're really trying to discredit the whole thing is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. You know, they refuse to believe that half the country may lose confidence in our elections. Uh, one of the arguments that the left is doing is we can't we can't go about this. We can't look into things. We can't uh, uh, see and make sure that all of the ballots were legit and all these votes are legal. You know, meaning you got to be 18 Eight of age, 18 and up, you know, U.S. citizen, alive, not, not a felon, alive, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, not dead, um, you know, because a lot of dead people were requesting mail-in ballots. And not to mention that the Time magazine, they did a whole piece, a whole cover story explaining how a cabal of powerful people got together, went ahead, changed rules, this, that, and the third. Um, not to mention that Stacey Abrams in Georgia was crying, talking about how they stole the election from her. Hillary Clinton was crying for four years. She paid for the, uh, what is it, the Steele dossier mm -hmm. report or whatever to try to make it seem like there was Russia collusion, which there was none. These people are allowed to cry and complain that, that their shit wasn't legit. And the minute 75 million people say, hey, man, to us, it seemed like Trump won by a landslide and y'all not letting us uh, look into this stuff. So I have a clip here I want to play. Hmm. Uh, you know, one of the greatest sources ever, TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's a gentleman. Uh, his name is, um, shit, Bob Hughes. Uh, this is June 27, 2021. You can go to DuckDuckGo for the full video. Uh, very interesting. A lot of the stuff that's happening in these audits, I feel like the mainstream, they're in the dark, dude. If, you, if you're not listening to like red pill tamales and, and war room pandemic and like really going out there and seeking out information and you're just tuning into msnbc then you're only hearing their their side which is this is an attack on our democracy the election is over donald trump's just mad because he lost we need to move on nothing to see here move on brownie it, brownie and not only that though but it also it further divides the people on the sides right like if you're just getting the mainstream media approach and people like us in the tia are getting news from us and like you said war room pandemic and these other sources you're getting more and more of this info that's not even a, a, a not even a fraction of it is getting on tv so the divide between people's knowledge i guess or awareness yeah. continues to grow yeah with their here's what the people on the left the joy reads and the and the um gosh you sound so dumb fuck all them people over there uh <laughs> rachel maddow and all them this is what they're trying to do rob they're trying to tie it in back to the PSYOP that happened on 1-6. They're trying to tie it into January 6th saying, this is just an extension of the insurrection. Them people that broke them windows and went up in there and destroyed property. These are the same people. These are the cyber ninjas. Like saying that, that somehow it's bad for America. And, and another argument that they do is they say, how is the rest of the world going to have faith in their elections if they say America doesn't even have faith in their elections that's why we there's nothing to see here and trump's just mad because he lost and we need to move on i could see that lightning on your face yeah that shit was lit you know and it's not even on the notes uh, but it should be but it's in the same vein uh tucker carlson all right 
Mr. Carlson, who's, you know, the rights poster boy right now and for a while now, is getting allegedly spied on by the NSA. Yeah. He yeah. has evidence that they have information that is only from his email, from his text messages, and that's scary as fuck. Yeah, man. Um, Edward Snowden, he warned us about it. Uh, Julian Assange had a lot of information about it. And the elitists and the globalists have sold out America a long time ago. They done shipped your job overseas. They done propped up China. Um, the interest that we pay China every year on the debt that they control of ours single-handedly funds their military. Their military yeah. So it, it, is a, it is a little chess game where they're just sitting there like just moving pieces around. Um, you know, you got this fucking CRT being taught in schools. We're going to get into some of this stuff. Olympians and athletes being activists, turning their back on the flag. But uh, before we get into that... Your boy Bob here. This gentleman here, Bob Hughes, says he was involved in setting up how these forensic audits are happening. A lot of people aren't aware that the level of scrutiny that is being done in these audits is arguably more airtight and secure than the way our elections originally happened. Meaning, you have live streaming 24-7 of, um, of, of the ballot counting. Um, they're using lights and, and different things to forensically make sure everything is in photocopied. So here you go from the horse's mouth. Is I designed the audit of this election for all the printing and the paper and the authenticity of these ballots. Um, put the cameras in place. You are in charge of the cameras at the Coliseum? Myself. Bravo. And as you saw us getting sued over and over again, they kept suing. What they were suing us for is they wanted to know what we were doing with it. Why would they have a camera? Why would they be shining different colors of lights on those ballots? You're not supposed to look at that. You're supposed to count. Stop it. Stop it. Well, there's only one, and I say this over and over again, there's only one reason you wouldn't want us to validate the most secure election in history. Only one reason. And that's that you know it's not the most secure election in history. So the, the point of the audit was Come when on. they sued, I kept saying to our attorneys, it's really simple. Just tell them this. The contract says we're only to count legal, authentic votes. That has to be on a legal, authentic ballot. And I can prove that. And so that's where we went. The other thing that I think is very interesting is they keep saying they don't know what they're doing. They're idiots. These people are, are ridiculous. They have no idea what they're doing. They've never done this before. This is the first time in the history of the United States, number one, that it's ever been done, but more important, it's the first time it's ever been needed. And it was done. I can tell you that. So this whole election audit stuff is very, very fascinating. Um, the rhetoric behind it, the, the misdirection and the, deflect, the deflecting. So you have Mr. Mike Lindell, who his whole approach to trying to prove all right, this is what he's trying to prove, that the CCP, right, the Chinese political party, the, the, the transnational criminal organization, which is the CCP, um, they played a large role in hacking our elections. Um, he also is suing the dumb onion mm -hmm. machines, right? Y'all know what I'm talking about, the, yep. dumb, the dumb onion. You get it. Um, we got to speak in code, baby. That's right. You know I'm talking about you, you smell my slanguage. Um, 
You feel me? Uh, anyway. Only the agents know this line. <laughs> the feds right now are like, fuck, this guy's good. We don't know what the fuck he's saying. Uh, who's the TIA and who's the TIO? Theos and Theas? Why doesn't he just speak regular English like Tucker Carlson? He'd be so much easier to spy on. So much harder than the Latinx people. These Latinx. Uh, so look, so Mike Lindell is suing the, the Dumb Onion machines, and he has something called the... Uh, I think they're... Fuck, I need to have this word into my tongue. It's like the capture... It's like the objective truth movie of the file of the machines. Me, it, it's like a um, it, slow, it, slow it, down. Slow so, down. So basically, basically, this is how he explains it. If you took a photo of something in 1970, uh-huh. there was no Photoshop or nothing back then, and it'd be like, yes, that's a photo. That's there. It is. You're looking at an image that has not been altered. So these. Um, capture i forget the other words like photo capture something capture of these ballot machines it literally is like a file that is objective is not subjective and it, it shows it shows like in real time like you i guess you would pop it into to a computer or something and you'd be able to observe everything that's happening yes exactly so he's going to hold an event where it's going to be um like a mock election even everyone there they're even going to go through and do an election. And then at the end, he's going to show like, and here's where we hacked you. Meaning like everyone in here voted on these machines. And let me show you how we hacked into them and, and changed it. Because keep in mind, I think it was November 3rd, 4th, 5th, when everybody was like, so who won? And the mainstream media, including Fox, is like, um, we have to wait a little bit because we have to... Um, count the melon ballots and it's like no you're trying to figure out how many you're short how many you need to push biden over the edge allegedly right boy you better yeah put that hat on yeah i know youtube ain't gonna like that mark zuckerberg ain't gonna like that so there's a lot of dubious things and details surrounding you know our elections on november 3rd and god bless these um these cyber ninjas and you know these people that are volunteering in Maricopa County. Um, they're going through and, and catching all these discrepancies because it was kind of odd that November 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th, or whatever, the country's like, so what happened with the election? It's like, ah, we kind of don't know yet. Like, Trump was really, really up. And then we had to pause it. It's like, he was really, really up. And then it's like, and eh, stop it. And then the vans got to pull up and yeah. the drop boxes got to pull up and the, and the things got, the machines or whatever, things got to get stuffed. And, you know, I'm, I'm real quick, I was going to find the name of the guy. And this is the argument that, that was made on the night of the election and still to this day. And that is that that was what people from the left and people who are election experts and voting experts said. He's going to be ahead and then they're going to have to count the mail-in ballots and then the, the transition would happen of who's going to be ahead. And that's really it, right? Like, we've heard that. And the, the gentleman that was on Rogan's show not too long ago, uh, who, who does a show with Crystal Ball from, um, with, with, you with know. Sager? With Sager. Yeah, his oh. co-host. She does a show with someone else. God damn it. Mm. She was ju- he was just on as well. And he was on Rogan's show the night that the election went down with Tim Dillon. Uh, I believe it was Alex. It was either Alex Jones and Tim Dillon and this other guy. But um, that's what, th- th- they don't deny that. They don't deny that that's what happened. But they also don't seem to to think that that could have been fucked with if tampered, that makes sense yeah, tampered yeah, you know yeah, yeah. so I'd, you, I'd love to know I would love of course, yeah what I'd love to know right how let's play the little percentage game here what, what's the percentage what are the odds or on a scale of 1 to 10 10 being for sure and a 1 being no what are the odds that it was tampered with to the effect of we just need to know how many we need let's make it happen mm-hmm. out of 10 
Uh, Based off everything we know and read and seen so far. Yeah, I say 10. <laughs> you say, say 10? Yes, I say 10. This is why. Uh, number one, Trump stated some of these discrepancies, some of these details, anomalies, if you will, in his speech recently in Ohio. He said, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, right? Mm-hmm. I might be slightly off by a couple numbers, but he's like, you know, in 2016, we got 63 million votes. Uh, then he said, we were told that all I needed was 2 million more than what I got in 2016, and it would, and, and we, it would have been enough to win. He's like, we got 12 million more. We got 75 million votes this time. And somehow, according to them, supposedly, we still lost. So that right there is like, that's pretty big. That's something to think about. Plus, just from the visual aspect of it, like, Trump just had 30 to 40,000 people in Ohio. This is in 2021. This isn't even 2022 where you're trying to, you know, gather the troops and get some of your your uh, governors or whoever's up for re-election or whatever. Um, this isn't even 2024 where it's like, and he's gearing back up for, for his, you know, third term. Um, it's 2021. He has 30 to 40,000 people in Ohio. Meanwhile, Biden can't fill up a little movie drive-in with fucking parked cars and shit. It, to me, man, it shit looked like a sham. Um, not to mention that the way voting works is you have to have each state, you know, certify and, and, and their electorates and all this crap. Think about the amount of corruption there is in Philadelphia, like yeah. on some mob shit. Think about the amount of corruption is in Georgia, the cesspool. You know what I'm saying? Um, they say Arizona is probably one of like the cleaner, cleaner of, of elections, right? But you got a lot of shenanigans in Wisconsin. Uh, Michigan, all you got to do is have somebody dirty in Detroit. And there's been there's been a lot of clips of people like pendejos exposing themselves. So they're like, uh huh, we were in there counting them ballots two in the morning, this and that. And if we saw it said Trump, we rip it up, we throw it in the trash to show you not to mess with us, and we control this and da 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 da. Yeah. Like they were just straight up telling you how they were throwing ballots away, how they were running ballots through the machine multiple times. Um, we're gonna get to the bottom of it, and whether it takes one month. The one year, yeah. a 10 years, that's a 20 what, years. That's what I was going to say. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a long time. Yeah, yeah. However long it takes, you know, I think we'll all be vindicated and we'll look back and just be like, wow, it really happened to us. RPT was on some groundbreaking shit when that came out. Kyle Kalinske is the guy I was thinking of, too. Kyle okay. Kalinske. Actually, I like him. He, he hosts, um, he's, he's the founder of Justice Democrats and his uh, podcast is called Secular Talk. Um, he's a lefty kind of guy, though, you know, moderate kind of left guy. And that's that was, he said that on the night of election to Rogan, you know, hey, Joe, Trump's going to be ahead by a lot. You know, they're going to have to count these mail-in ballots that are mostly going to come from, you know, blue states, and then Biden's going to take over. So I guess what I was going to... So pre- he predicted that Biden was going to win? Yeah, he pre- he predict- he pre- and he predicted it just like that. Like, And they had just talked about it a couple of days ago when he was back on. So all these people really like Biden? I don't know that... They, well, I don't know... That, <laughs> but that's actually... That goes to what I'm going to say. I don't know that they like Biden, but that's how much they dislike Trump's approach to talking dealing with foreign aid, foreign you know uh, partners or enemies uh, just people in general all at peace yeah. all in peace <laughs> treaties all the tweets man the tweets the mean tweets but my thing to you was going to be and we've heard it before is it and could it be that the mainstream media did such a good job of painting orange man bad that 
know these people don't like Biden, but their effect was they made the pendulum swing so hard that he did get that many more votes because they made them hate him that much. They somehow got 81 million people to vote. That's the only conclusion we could come to right now. And people will still say even I don't know if Kyle said it, but people on the left is like, dude, it wasn't pro Biden. It was just anti Trump. And again, that goes back to the media's influence and, and the, the, the power, the unfortunate power. And, and keep in mind, keep in mind, Rob, that Mark Zuckerberg, right, in order to get a tax break, he has to donate money to like charities, right? It just so happens that a lot of the charities that he put like $400 million towards were, had to do with elections, mm-hmm. had to do with helping the left win. Like Pac Blue and. Uh, just a whole yeah. bunch of shit. Like there's even a company uh, or an organization, rather that Stacey Abrams is involved with in Georgia. And this company is called Happy Smiles or something like that. So Happy Smiles was in charge of providing temporary workers Mm. to help with the elections. Mm. In other words, hey, Mr. Happy Smiles, employee number 013, uh, you need to go pick up that drop box at 3 in the morning, which is unsupervised, which was stuffed with ballots, and bring it to this undisclosed warehouse, which you're going to be unsupervised, and you know what to do. Um, Hey, employee number... 036 you're gonna be in this room and when they're gonna say hey guys everybody out there's been a way a a, a main water line rupture we need everybody out and then there's some shenanigans and then people get come back in there's no fucking water what happened sorry false alarm what happened to that story by the way fucking got swept under the rug last i heard they had to provide receipts and they didn't have receipts for the repairs that had to get done and then it's just like now we're in july of the next year yeah that was that was november of last year so look at the type of stuff that went on during the elections they were not allowing republican observers right because that's part of the checks and balances is you got to have people there kind of overseeing what you're doing in these rooms with elections and ballots they had it to where some of these people couldn't get in. They couldn't get close enough. Like, this is the type of stuff you see in fucking communist countries, like little bullshit third world, bullshit-ass failed state countries. The same tactics. America used to criticize. Peep this, y'all. Peep this. Gather around. Gather, gather around. around. Gather around so y'all could, y'all could peep game. America used to criticize other countries for how many mail-in ballots they would allow. They used to be like, look at these sham elections they doing over here in these third world countries. They allowing all these mail-in ballots. They setting themselves up for corruption. This ain't no real election. But that's what, people will point to that on the left and say, this wasn't a fed, these aren't federal elections. These were ran by the states and the states are the ones that shifted some of these policies and procedures last minute, even without joint uh, agreements, you know, between the House and the Senate in those states. So what do you, I mean, you want to blame the federal government, but this is, they're not run by the federal government. They're run by the states. Yeah, corrupt people in these states. Yeah. And then you have people like gentlemen named Mark Elias, which is a lawyer who, I think he used to run one of Hillary Clinton's campaigns or something. He went around a whole bunch of different states changing and tweaking their laws so that they can run that little mm. sham and do what they do. So the average American has not read the Time Magazine story, which they pretty much tell you how they were going to finesse. So a lot of big news coming on that. Stay tuned to that. The friends of God, it's don't get caught off guard. Don't be one of them people a couple weeks from now. That's like, oh, I thought it was all bullshit because Joy Reid said. 
Oh, I thought it was all <laughs> bullshit because Rachel Maddow is having this meltdown on TV. Like, they have the ballots. They have the ballots. And I don't know, something about, the, the, they're saying something about Q and the fucking Mike Lindell pillow guy and, and, and Rudy Giuliani. He got this hair dye running down his face. It's all a bunch of fucking sham. They just want to, like, paint everybody as crazy. Not to mention Rudy Giuliani was America's mayor. As a district attorney, he took down the five mafia families in New York. He, he, he took on Wall Street. Like, this man was America's mayor when 9-11 happened. And now and he can't even practice law in New York. Because they're on some whole shit. They did it just out of spite. Like, they just did it just because he was Trump's lawyer. And, and he was going to help Trump get out of some of some shit that's going down. This has got to be the most intense slash peaceful podcast ever with the, the sound of raindrops in the yeah. background and you spitting all this fire over hey, here. listen up, folks. I gave him 1.9. I wrote the bill. Huh? It's an employee's bargaining chip now, man. It's an employee's bargaining chip. Pay them more. Out of a billion, four hundred Pay million, them more. Excuse me, a trillion, four hundred. Brazilian. <laughs> How many Brazilian? Fuck, man. So, yeah, that is your Arizona audit. All right, so there is a strain of DeSantis derangement syndrome running wild on TikTok. What you got, Rob? Yeah, ironically, this is on um, <laughs> Twitter, but you'll get the point. Here we go. <laughs> what is it? This yeah. is me reacting. Why did I? Why? Yeah, well. Okay, go. me reacting to DeSantis. Motherfucker. So she just screams? Okay. Yeah, but we can go ahead and read that. Was she triggered by? Let me see. Bosquela. To DeSantis banning critical race theory from state schools in Florida. So these white women are losing their mind. Losing it. Fucking idiots. So yeah, there's a bunch of uh, TikToks and, you know, reels going around of these white liberals. They're just brainwashed <laughs> liberals. It, That's man. it. They're brainwashed. They've, they've picked a team. And they can't look at stuff objectively anymore. They can't just be like, all right, so what is critical race theory? L let me understand that. Like, is that good? Is that bad? Um, let, me, let me understand all the nuance and rhetoric around it as to whether I want that in my schools or not. Is it really cultural Marxist? Is it really divisive? Or is it just kind of saying that, hey, there used to be slavery and these white kids are the benefactors of it and there's still echoes of, of Jim Crow alive due to gerrymandering and redlining. and You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. These people need to educate themselves, man. Um, that was kind of it on that. If you guys want to go see, you can just find the, his, uh, the, the hashtag is... Um, DeSantis Derangement yes. Syndrome? Yeah, DeSantis Derangement Syndrome. Pretty I, ridiculous. I, I, it's so crazy how... Scott Adams has a term called two movies on the same screen. So what that means is... Sounds like America. Yeah, literally. That, that's really how he uses it. Um, basically, what two movies on the same screen means, you could take the same facts, right? The same objective truth and put it out there. And depending on what side of the political spectrum or how, what filter you use to view the world, you'll be like... Oh, my God. DeSantis is a fucking G. He's a hero. He's standing up for the citizens. And, you know, he's Florida first, America first. Uh, all his policies are fair. We need more governors like him. Or you could look at the same situation and be like, this fucking idiot is getting rid of the best thing for our kids, which is critical race theory. Or some stupid ass shit like that. Yeah. 
I bet the dude that I had to uh, block off my Twitter today from the um, used to work for the NFL, NFL Network. Um, I bet he probably believes that CRT is good. He probably wants teachers, these leftist, cultural Marxist, activist teachers, to teach his kids, his white kids, that they're oppressors and they're little colonizers and that they have some kind of white privilege. Dude. Speaking of the NFL, I didn't put it on the list. I totally forgot. But you know how the NFL had the first openly gay athlete come out a week or so ago? They made didn't they have one already? Or was that basketball? <clears throat> no, yeah. It was, uh, I forgot his name. Sam Smith. Something. So this is a new... Yeah, the other okay. guy never played. I believe he got drafted and never played. But this mm-hmm. guy's an active, okay. actual star for the Raiders, I think. Um, they have this whole campaign now. The NFL has this campaign uh, proclaiming football is gay. <laughs> The NFL has a campaign. Yeah. NFL video proclaims football is gay, quote. Can you in, play that clip? In wake of Carl Nassib announcement. I'm trying to find, okay, I'm trying to find one that's that from them. That's not just somebody made it. Football is, is gay. Let's see if this is it. I couldn't hardwire, guys, because of the storm, <clears throat> and we're far from the main um, router, so we'll see if it plays. So, yeah, it's like football is gay, football is lesbian, football is everything, football, yeah. <laughs> NFL proudly supports what? LGBTQ youth. Okay, so this is put together by the Trevor Project, which I don't know who the fuck that is. But it, it reads, football is lesbian. Scroll down a little bit. Football is lesbian. Football is beautiful. Football is queer. Football is life. Football is exciting. Football is culture. Football is transgender. Football is heart. Football is power. Football is tough. Football is bisexual, is strong, is freedom, is American, is accepting. Football is everything. Football is for everyone. And then it ends with an image of the NFL shield emblazoned with the rainbow colors of Pride Month promoting the Trevor Project, which is a charity that seeks to prevent suicides amongst LGBTQ youth. Nasib initially promoted the charity in his coming out announcement. Okay. <laughs> football is transgender football. Why well, can't football just be football? <laughs> Whatever happened to that? We don't live in that world anymore, man. We live in a new world. It's a new norm post Build back better. In a new world, yes. We live in the big build back better world. New world order. Yes. Everything is intersectional. Everything is put us all into boxes. You'll own nothing and be happy. Divide us. It's all about your skin color. No Every, personal Everything is race. Like punk ass Joe Budden. Oh, did you watch it? What a hoe. Well, I, I didn't even watch the whole thing, bro. I, I was just like, first of all, you're so bad at communicating. Like, oh what is your God, point? Dude, dude let, me, let me do my impression of Joe Budden trying to hate on the homie, Andrew Schultz. He's like, um, you know... He worked with Charlemagne and, you know, he built up his podcast career with a black owned podcast uh, platform company, what have you. And now he has, you know, people from the Rogan universe, you know, this Alex Jones guy who many people say helped fund the insurrection on January 6th. And he goes on and on and on. To explain how he doesn't know shit about nothing or anyone he's talking about and is somehow implying that that Schultz is 
uh, racially, strategically moving away from black podcast platforms towards a insurrectionist audience and how convenient is it that you're able to use the black community and then just jump on over to your white crowd and and, and we can't do it and we and all this fucking bullshit did he call alex jones and joe rogan alt-right <laughs> and, you know fucking idiot dude bro. somebody took so he's only he's only on patreon right so somebody took that from his patreon and he played a pretty good part of it and i sent it to chingo in my soul and i was like please watch this tell me what you think and it was so, I, I had to stomach, I wanted to stomach the whole thing just so I can get through it. It didn't get any better. It didn't get any better. And I, I can see where people might be like, people that don't agree with what we're talking about, be like, Rob just sits there and agrees with everything Chingo says. Because those two dudes, I don't know who they were, they were just like, yup, he funded the insurrection on 9 yep, yup, mm-hmm. mm-hmm, yup, mm, turns my <laughs> turns my soul too, man. I was like, really, guys? Well, this is what happens, y'all. When you view the world through the lens of race, through the lens of race, if every, everything you see, like, you know, the cultural Marxist teachings is, oh, this cup, um, you know, perpetuates differences along the lines of, of, uh, of ethnicity because Chingo is Spanish and it's derogatory, yet it's a black cup. And what are you trying to say with this yellow straw? And like every fucking thing, they view it about race, race, race. So Joe Budden goes on his long, stupid ass rant, a racist rant, if you ask me. Super. And he, he's like, like, what are you implying about Andrew Schultz? Like, one thing he did not mention about Andrew Schultz is that the motherfucker is funny. Yeah. He built up his own brand on his own, really. I mean, it helps to be on, on Rogan, but that's later. This is already after he done blew up the internet. You know what I mean? He done had two really big popular podcasts like Grassroots, Comedy Clubs, comedy clubs hitting stages hitting you know hitting all kind of podcasts creating content earning it yeah like, him and Stefano were killing it on mtv 15 years ago dude uh, I, I watched mean, guy code girl code for years some people don't know how to give credit some people don't know how to be like hey man this motherfucker's funny he works hard he's really really smart and he knew how to like propel his career into like a netflix special um he blew up during the fucking quarantine meanwhile joe budden had one and a half hit uh had a little podcast run and the whole time he was bitching complaining and moaning talking about why the fuck rogan got more money than me why spotify don't want this why Why they want this little blonde white girl they you know the i'll call her daddy girl that they just gave a deal to as Maybe well. Maybe you don't know how to negotiate. Maybe you need a better lawyer. And uh, and all of them said too, like, well, I don't. I mean, we don't watch some of his stuff, so I don't know. So I'm kind of speaking out of uh, out of knowledge of, of their content, talking about Schultz, and it's just like, it, but that's how they framed it. And then they went in on them after saying, well, we don't watch their stuff anyway. But all right, just a cool. bunch of lame ass assumptions, like not giving people credit, always trying to make it look like, oh, so basically he has this insurrectionist guy because he wants the alt-right crowd. It's like, how fucking ignorant do you have to be? Like, what kind of... If you're... If you call yourself a media personality, a media brand, if you want to be Joe Budden and you want to have hot takes and grow an audience, inform yourself about... The real fucking world, because it sounds like he's in this leftist bubble where he's playing victim and everybody that gets a better deal than him, like me, I'm about to blow up. I'm about to blow up way past you, Joe Budden. My shit about to hop, skip and a jump like 
uh, what is it? Uh, Yeezy jumped over the jump man. Like, that's what the <laughs> fuck we about to do. You're going to be like, oh, red pill tamales. Uh, uh, and you're going to say some stupid backwards ignorant shit about me. But get your head out your ass. Um, it, it would serve you so much better if you pop up out of this leftist victim, cultural Marxist, everything is race, 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 race. His whole stupid ass little rant was just, and, and race, and race, and he, he looks at every one of Schultz's guests by skin color. Yeah. He's like, oh, and Alex Jones, he's white, and uh, allegedly, da 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 and, and white people this, and, and, and black people, pobrecito nosotros, and poor us, and poor us. What you mean? He, why are you mad? Because Jay-Z killed your career? Yeah, and they were mad that Charlemagne had taken a picture with Tommy Lauren or Tommy Lauren. Because Charlemagne took a picture with Tommy Lauren. Yeah, yeah. he's like, I, we, I couldn't do that, man. That turns my soul, turns my guts inside out. What? I mean, maybe because the way they view... I don't know too much about that lady. Apparently, and apparently they've been, uh, somebody told me that Button was, had beef with Schultz for a while now and has been doing videos and content about it. But imagine if that wasn't the approach and instead they, co- they were collabing, you know, a Joe Button and Flagrant 2 collab. Clout chase. Yeah, it's sad. I mean, it's unfortunate. I don't lame. know if that's the right word, but yeah, it's shitty. It's lame. It's shitty. It's lame. It's yeah. lame. And here, here's my... Here, I'm going to wrap it up with this. Joe Button is not going to grow as a brand until he starts to understand the way the world works like understand that not everything is race and not everybody that gets a better deal than you like for example we're watching this uh, thing on netflix called pop this is pop okay and i think the first episode was about boys to men and they start talking about how it's these uh you know four young kids from philly and they were a singing quartet and they knew how to harmonize and they caught the attention of uh, Michael Bivens that used to be a new addition. And long story short, you know, they got a deal. They started working with Babyface. They wrote these hit songs. Are you familiar with Boys and Boys? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'll Make Love to You and uh, End, of the, end of the Road. Yeah. Although we've come <laughs> to the end of the road. And then they started playing it in funerals and it, it was no Not longer romantic. Same, yeah. Anyway, during this episode, they went Joe Budden on me. Oh, no. They, they, went, they went left. And the way the documentary or the, the show started being edited, it's like they were doing so well, top of the charts. You know, they, they broke Elvis's record. They had a hot five years. And then, well, the white boy bands came about. Oh, and no. I, I guess it's nicer for some of these households to have uh, five white dudes up on the wall instead of little little Jessica, little Tina having four black dudes. I'm just saying this shit been happening since Chuck Berry and fucking Elvis. They it blamed got, it on JT. It and- got it got so vic- dude, pobrecito. It was a struggle session for 98 degrees. They interviewed 98 degrees. Uh, Nick Lachey. Nick Lachey. Yeah, Nick Lachey was on there having a self-flagellating. No, pass. I love Nick Lachey. Nah, man, he took a struggle session. He was on there basically apologizing for being white. He's like, well, it's like the CCP had him on camera. It's like, <laughs> like in John Cena. Yes, it was like <laughs> Nihao, Nihao, John Cena, Nick Lachey, 98 degrees. Um, he went on and on apologizing for being white. Basically, he's like. Well, yes, many white boy bands uh, were heavily influenced by Boys to Men, and they were the, you know, they were the the epitome of what we were aiming towards. And and then they showed a, um, a Lou Pearlman, the guy who put together these boy bands, and he got in trouble for like sexually molesting some of them. But anyway, they showed they showed one of the flyers like you need to have the Backstreet Boys look with the Boys to Men sound, and you know, call this number to audition. 
And it's like, uh huh. It's like the editors are like, see? And it's like, who the fuck cares that that people are trying to um use them as a blueprint and they turned it into race 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 it was like you know and now you know their career came to a standstill and well thankfully now they're doing a a residency in vegas and one of the members left the deep voice guy Mm -hmm. he left to be an accountant he'd rather be an accountant than than be in this group and 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 then i had to pause it and i had to tell my soul i said let's add some context and nuance okay number one could there have been other factors or variables as to why they quote unquote fell off? Were they still working with big name producers and writers? Um, was there, were they no longer priority at their label? Um, did the current climate change? Were they being cannibalized by other black music? Right? Maybe there was more fucking rap, which they showed that later. It definitely was. They were like, and Southern rap started to make it become a thing. And, you know, Jay-Z was hot and Missy Misdemeanor Elliott. And they start kind of getting on Bobby Sparks. No, they started giving a little bit more context as to it wasn't just 98 degrees white boys fault. And um, one thing I told Marisol, I was like, look, man, you think they got as four young kids from Philly, you think they got the best record deal out the gate? No, that means any royalties that were owed to them from CD sales, everybody had to get their cut and they had to split that one dollar four ways and they had to recoup everything that was spent so they'd be like hey boys to men i know you want to check right but man you know how many music videos how much that shit cost man you know how much Babyface charged us man we had to clear some samples man we had to uh, pay studio time musicians uh man we had to make posters man we had to hire a street team uh mtv wanted a promotion if you wanted to be on an end cap at hastings and walmart that cost money basically maybe on your next album you might break even so anyway i i, I fucking digress like a motherfucker but that's anyway, the music yeah. industry all right, let's move on. Yeah. Joe Rogan, Brett Weinstein, Pierre Corey on Ivermectin videos have been taken down from YouTube. What's up with that, man? They just, yeah, uh, here, let me just read some comments. If you haven't heard it, guys, you should go check it out on Spotify. Rogan's only on Spotify. But I found a video because I was looking for... Because he's white. <laughs> Lucky for him, he was born with whiteness. He got too many bags from Spotify. But this is the Brett Weinstein, Pierre Corey, Ivermectin chat. Uh, this video is just like a highlight video. Oh, wow. So if you type in Joe Rogan, Brett Weinstein, uh, Dr. Corey, you, you, good luck finding it. You kind of have to sift through it. So look if you look at the comments here, this guy's like, second strike received, here's the new channel. Wow. So he's been trying to put up these clips and other people are saying here if you go down the thread they're trying to go to videos that have these clips and highlights of the ivermectin talk and giving them thumbs up and likes and commenting to help the algorithms but they're getting removed people are having to start new channels uh this person's like call it uh video you know abbreviate basically use different things uh make up words to uh beat the, to beat the algorithm and it's just yeah but the algorithm reads the screen and it listens <clears throat> yeah so it, it finds it so if you haven't heard it it's something you should absolutely go listen to so yeah basically uh, arguably allegedly this is a good treatment for del virus Mm -hmm. and you have big tech for whatever reason running cover for big pharma uh trying to curate the conversation and it's not like these are just a couple assholes in a garage no no right this is uh these are doctors and scientists talking about data and one thing that the left and the mainstream media likes to do is they like to make these blanket statements like, trust the science, but science, but science, trust the science, believe the science, data shows, new studies show, science, science, Fauci, Fauci, science, you attack Fauci, you attack in science. It's become scientism. It's no longer, 
what science really is hypothesis uh questions interpreting data um you know adjusting as you go trying different treatments no in this orwellian world we're living in it's like if the shit don't fit what the world health organization is saying or the cdc or fauci then f i don't give a fuck if you're a scientist or a doctor you're not allowed to fucking speak put on the dunce cap take this struggle session and sit down somewhere yeah, and to sum it up, the way that they mentioned it was that ivermectin basically has been around forever. You can't patent it. It's very cheap. It's, it's easy good for to inflammation. Use. It's very good. It's it's tested and true. It's tried and true. It's, it's, it's fucking it's as old. It's a generic. As, it is generic. So basically, it's a dollar a dose, whereas this new type of ivermectin they're trying to come up with and patent is thousands of dollars yeah, per dose. Yeah. So, I mean, that gets into that tinfoil hat kind of conspiratorial talk, but... I mean, you're hearing an evolutionary biologist and uh, one of the top pulmonary doctors talk about it. Yeah, I so. think he's like intensive care. Yeah, ICU. So mm -hmm. like real life um, clients or what do you call them? Uh, patients. Yeah. Real life patients um, looking at tons of studies, tons of data throughout the entire pandemic, doing a deep dive as to do ventilators cause more harm than but good even early on though he said we could have extinct this could have been extinct you know months in just a few months into it especially if dr fauci had taken heed to what he knew and had maybe gone to the uh, department of defense or the white house or the pentagon and say hey guys um you know we were studying this stuff in a lab in wuhan and maybe we can approach this differently he never fucking raised his hand he never said anything you had a uh, dr lee min yang from China, defected China, escaped the clutches of the CCP, came to America, met with the FBI, and said, I am a scientist from China. I have information. Here's my WhatsApp messages. Um, you can see that this shit was made in a lab. We don't even fuck with bat soup. That shit is nasty. Don't nobody eat that shit over there. Now you have uh, what was one of the top fact checkers for Facebook running uh, the, the Wuhan lab, covering Wuhan lab something or other. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah we, we'll have to save this for Friday. Fucking shit show um let's see where are we at chingo bill maher did a rant on big tech bill maher this is like his third shout out uh he's technically on the left but he says a lot of real shit that needs to be said in the comments somebody was saying um <laughs> the next rant bill mark's just gonna say fuck it i'm gonna put a maga hat on might as well <laughs> let's see about the media aspect of this because i find this outrageous facebook banned and we'll wrap up after this for four months about COVID coming from a lab. Of course, now even the Biden administration is looking into this. Right. Google, a Wall Street Journal reporter asked the head of Google's health division, notice that they don't do, do autofill searches for coronavirus lab leak the way they do it for any other question. And the guy said, well, we want to make sure the search isn't leading people down pathways that we f would find to be not authoritative information. Well, you were wrong. Google and Facebook. Right. We don't know. The reason why we want you is because we're checking on this shit. He said, we want to ensure the first thing users see is information from the CDC, the WHO. That's who I'm checking on. <laughs> the WHO has been very corrupt about a lot of shit, and the CDC has been wrong about a lot of shit. This is outrageous that I can't look this information up, and now they're doing it with this drug, Ivermectin. They threw Brett Weinstein off YouTube, or almost. They, he's one strike away. YouTube should not be telling me what I can see about ivermectin. Ivermectin isn't a registered Republican. It's a drug. No. Well, I don't know if it works or not, and a lot of other doctors don't either. That is from Twitter account Brent H. Baker. Oh, I'm checking it out right now because I'm about to retweet that shit. 
Um, follow me on my fucking Twitter. You heard me? Oh yeah, we got it back, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I got back in. Bill Maher is one of the last real motherfuckers, MFs, on the, the left. left. All right, everybody. One hundred. Um, Mighty Soul's got to record. You going to Penny's Ballet? What, she's in ballet now, huh? At four o'clock. Well, look, man, they're leftists over there, so they don't even allow both parents to sit in the fucking hallway. No, they don't. And, yes, and they have these three-year-olds wearing masks. So I kind of feel, Ugh. I feel like a little dumbass paying my hard-earned money, my hard-earned quarantine money, my unemployment money. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it real, man. Governor Abbott. <laughs> keep it going, man. Keep it going. We need a little bit more socialism. Can I take here. that out of context too? Fuck it. Um, yeah, man. These they got the three year olds wearing masks and shit. I'm sorry to hear that. And they check all our temperatures. Well, uh, fuck it. I don't mind that. Yeah. But um, look, check it. We uh, if you remember the TIA, uh, we had put up a post about uh, questions from the TIA, and we got a few. We got several. We got a video submission. If you want to submit a video, redpiltemiles at gmail.com. We're going to have a voicemail line where we can play audio calls as well. And then, like we said, we're going to do the uh, the bonus extra TIA-only Zoom podcast starting at the end of July. So we'll save the questions for Friday's episode. And you guys that are tuning in now, if you join the TIA, you'll be able to add to that conversation in that thread inside of Patreon. That's right, y'all. Um, hopefully, you guys are enjoying the content. Please give us feedback. Remember, Patreon has an app where you can, like, fucking speak to us direct. Yeah. And, uh... Hey, shout out to Rob, man, and, you know, contributing so much, making sure that the ship runs on time and coming up with great ideas such as a one on, you know, a live Patreon only call in show. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Again, thanks to everybody that sold out the, the tickets for Ontario Improv. A show will be added. Get your tickets now. Chingobling.com. And don't forget, I got a new country single dropping 4th of July. It's called Freedom. So let's turn up and let's start keep spreading the word, man. These leftists can't fucking ruin our country all the way. We got to fight back. Put forward, believe it. Sass. Pinches lefties. <laughs>